Kia ora tātou. this is the blog post from the 18th of June 2020. Are you doing it because it's trendy or because you care? Firo, the new moon's back in the weekend and usually we'd start our new topic now uh, but I'm trying to make the most of Uritingangana, the eldest of Tiratua, the gods, the atu of light and dualities while I can. And not to mean he won't feature in upcoming posts because I'm not shy of how much I adore him and have really enjoyed these wānanga since we've been focusing on him. Um, but I had a topic I really wanted to write about and it's all about entering into and out of phases and particularly relevant to what's happening at the moment. The uprising is gaining momentum, it's gaining traction, it's building more and more every day and I love it. I love it so much. It's exciting and it's um, electric. And there were 70 to 140, or according to some iwi, even more, phases of te kore and te pō, the creation phases. And they include chaos, confusion, disruption, darkness, disorder, frustration and destruction before the transition into te marama, the world of light enlightenment, insight, and physical manifestation. So I don't know which phase we're at at the moment, <laughs> um, but I think we're still in those te kore and te phases. Uh, because like I mentioned in last week's post, I believe we're yet to realise our ancestors' wildest dreams, but we're doing what's necessary to make them a reality for generations to come. The learning and unlearning, the holding ourselves and others accountable, the recognising our redundant, outdated beliefs, and taking it on the chin to admit if we've been ignorant and taking appropriate action to do better. I've checked myself a few times and been checked as well, uh, typed questions into Google or asked them of my mates. I've had to reflect on biases and prejudices I have and really unpack them, which, like the phases mentioned before, haven't always revealed awesome, empowering behaviours or thought patterns I'm proud of. Um, some have, but some haven't. Um, but only in tracing those beliefs and behaviours back to their source have I been able to recognise who, what and where they come from and dissolve them to make way for new, uh, healthier, more aligned insights. But it still begs the question, what's the intent? If you've been reflecting and making changes and adding black squares or posts to your feed on social media, making an effort to be informed about privileges, historical grievances and traumas, like cool, awesome, go you. But why? Are you doing or not doing it because you've been called out as ignorant or maybe you want to appear a certain way? Is it because it's something you routinely do, because it's trending? And I'm not asking you to prove anything, like whatever your answers are, they're yours and they're valid for you. They may be in need of some re-evaluating, but that's for you to reflect on and it's all part of that journey. Anyway, time for a walk, a metaphorical hikoi. Uh, it's been a while, I can't remember the f last time I wrote this in. Um, but imagine this, you've just bought a new whip, a new car. It's sweet, it has everything you want in a car, you like it. But later that day you find out it's stolen. What would you do? That's some dramatic pause, I'll just repeat the question again and then we'll get into it. <laughs> we'll, we'll continue. Imagine this. You've just bought a new car, it's sweet, it has everything you want and you like it. But later that day you find out it's stolen. What do you do? Now swap that car out for land and what's your answer now? Has it changed? Is it the same? Where are your thoughts going? 
Maybe keep walking that one off for a bit. <laughs> but what I'm trying to get at is, must we wait for someone to tell us or call us out for bad behaviour? Or if or when we've done something wrong? Or can we exercise our rangatiratanga and be self-determining and put our hands up to say, hey, I messed up or we messed up. The system is actually harming our community. It only serves a few. And we've actually been putting band-aids on the arm to try and treat a broken femur. I.e. this is wrong and we must do better. Because is this really the best we have? And I'm just going to go off track and rant real quick um, because I've seen a lot of posts and people saying we're not as bad as America. Like, bruh, as if that's hard to do. <laughs> They're the worst. Since when did we compare ourselves to like the worst of the pack um, to make ourselves feel better about ourselves? Like, it still doesn't mean that what's happened here and what continues to happen here in Aotearoa or other places around the world isn't bad. We've got a lot of mamai and trauma that's been ignored for generations and as a result hasn't been healed. And here's another example. This is, I think we're coming back to the gist of it. Rant over, maybe. <laughs> um, but here's another example. If you're Māori and you work at any organisation, you're expected to also be the cultural advisor, Kaupapa Council, know how to speak Māori, know anything Māori related for that matter, uh, have your matatini bracket ready and on standby, uh, be patient while you educate others and relish an opportunity to share your culture and history, etc. for free on top of whatever your job is. If we really valued Māori, is this how we'd show it? If we really valued the input, uh, the worldview, uh, the culture and what it brings and what it has to offer, is this how we would show it? Or is this the minimum? Can we do better? I really, really hope so. How would we aspirationally solve our problems rather than try prevent things from getting worse and be problem focused about it? Right? How would we play to win and grow together and uh, create something far greater than we've ever experienced before? How would we manifest our tupuna's wildest dreams? As we travel along this journey, we must show compassion to ourselves and to others because it's hard and it's discouraging at times to unlearn things, behaviours, beliefs that we've had for a long time that have been passed down to us for generations and relearn something from a different perspective. Like it's hard and it's discouraging at times. But as we go along this journey, we must continually ask ourselves, what's the intent? Why are we doing it? Just like with personal goals or collective ones at an organization, if we know our why and we reinforce it often, it'll pull us through any obstacles we may encounter. If we know our why and we reinforce it often, it'll pull us through any obstacles we may encounter. If it's genuine and we believe it's good, we'll probably still receive criticism or resistance in some way, especially if we're new to the cause, new to the hikoi. The mission will test us and bring out of us what's required to serve ourselves individually, our collective, our people and our kaupapa in ways we could only dream of or couldn't even fathom. Um, but if it's not, if it's disingenuine, uh, our motivation will fade eventually and it'll be back to business as usual. I'm sure we can all picture different goals we may have had um, that only lasted a few days or even a few weeks. But that's part of our whakapapa too, to do that, to be like that. It's up to us to decide what we do with the opportunities we have to be self-determining. We must do better. Are you up to it? Tēnā tātou, hana. 
really enjoyed this one. Don't know if you can tell. <laughs> a little bit different to last week where I was on the plane and I just had the downloads and was, I don't know, flowed out really easily. This one took a little bit longer to flesh out. I think when I get to the end of Kaupapa, in this case, the end of the Atua blog series segment on Uritengangana, because I've enjoyed this so much, I think I tried to put it off as long as I could, <laughs> because next week we'll be focusing on a different atua, and that'll provide different wānanga. And while I am excited for that, I also didn't want to let Uritengangana go. Um, but we're just going to go through um, the blog from top to bottom, and I'll share kōrero there. Um, so the uprising is gaining momentum and traction, it's building. And so what we're seeing now, what's coming up to the surface uh, here in Aotearoa and also around the world with the different statues and monuments being torn down or vandalised like riots happening, protests, occupations, like those uh, have been happening for a long time. And they're gaining traction, it's gaining, gaining momentum, gaining attention as well on mainstream media. And so it's building and it has been for the last couple hundred years here in Aotearoa and also in America and everywhere else around the world. Like, it's not new. That's what I was trying to get at and remind ourselves of. It's not new. Um, and linking it into the creation phases because, like, the system as it is, is working beautifully, but it only serves a few, right? So it's not like we need to dismantle it, we need to create something new. And the chaos and the disorder, the confusion, the darkness, the, the disruption, all of those things um, that we might feel and we might see, uh, those are part of the creation processes or creation phases, part of Te Kore, part of Te Pō. Um, and there were 70 to 140 or even more phases of Te Kore, and then 70 to 140 plus phases of Te Pō um, before entering into Te Aumarama, the world of light, enlightenment, insight and physical manifestation. And so I don't know which phase we're at of Te Kore or Te Pō or even Te Aumarama right now with this particular uh, movement or cause of self-actualization, empowerment, self-determination and collective determination as well, like rangatiratanga on that scale, um, and fighting for peace, for justice, uh, for community and connection, all of those things to be recognized, um, I'm imagining that we're still in either Te Kore or Te Pō, and maybe, I don't know, maybe we're up to like number 89. <laughs> and so we can expect more to come, because the next line that follows, I believe we're yet to realise our ancestors' wildest dreams, but we're doing what's necessary to make them a reality for generations to come. So although that's going to happen one day, like we're, going, we're currently planting the seeds for trees we'll never sit under, will never taste berries from, will never uh, sit beneath the shade that the leaves provide. Um, we're doing what we need to, we're dismantling the system, we're challenging uh, the status quo, we're challenging the patriarchy uh, in order for our tūpuna's wildest dreams to materialise for our mokopuna or for those generations to come, which is exciting. Um, yeah, which, oh, I don't know, <laughs> even talking about it now and reading about it now is quite um, exhilarating. But yeah, going down a little bit further, what's the intent? I know that it can be trendy to jump on and to be woke and to um, post all different things. And it, like on a surface level, it's cool. 
you know, people are becoming more aware of what's happening, more conscious of uh, the prejudices they have, the racism everywhere, like becoming more aware, which is cool. Why don't we want to post? And it is trending at the moment. We can't deny that. Um, but this is what I asked of myself. And I think I put it in there. Like, I'm not asking these questions to try and get you to prove anything. Like, it's not even about me. Like, who am I? <laughs> I'm just Hannah. I write a blog each week. Like, I'm nobody, really, in the bigger scheme of things. But these questions are what I ask myself, like when I post or if I share a photo or a video or share this blog post, like what's the real intent behind it? Is it because I'm just jumping on the bandwagon? And even like, even if that's what it is, <laughs> like all good, just own it. <laughs> you know, like if you don't want to acknowledge different things or if you are being ignorant willfully, if you are like whatever it is like just own it don't just try and pretend like if you are jumping on the bandwagon if you're doing it just to appear a certain way or not appear a certain way like all good if you know why sweet own it but don't try to say it's one thing when it's actually something else really that's what i'm that's another level of those questions in this post it's like if you're gonna be if you're gonna behave a certain way and you know your intent, don't try and say or present it as something else. Um, wow, feeling the passion in that one. <laughs> Just because I've had different whining and conversations with people who have or who do that, right? Who try to present themselves a certain way, but the intent is so far removed. And yeah, they're just kind of pretending, which I don't think serves anyone or anything because it's superficial and it isn't really rooted down in anything. And to me, I'm just trying to settle myself down here again. <laughs> it's, um, I don't know, it, like it's not sustainable and it expends more energy and it's misleading and it's just not healthy, not good, especially for where we're going and for the dreams we're trying to realize like we can't be doing that. Like if you're just on the bandwagon, all good. If you're treat like sometimes I do that stuff and I'm like and I don't whining about or pick it apart till later and I'm like actually Hannah your intent was not genuine in this space sort it out do better but yeah recognizing that and if that's all it is all good just own it <laughs> um, and then we went for a walk a metaphorical walk imagine this you've just bought a new whip it's sweet has everything you want in a car but later that day you find out it's stolen what would you do? And I don't know, yeah, I'm really keen to hear how you answered this one because the next line, swap the car out for land and what's your answer? Right, so we're living on stolen land here in Aotearoa, all around the world. And then we're like, oh, but our tupuna paid for it. And it's like, yeah, what? <laughs> it doesn't change the fact that it's still stolen. <laughs> Come on. And I'm pretty sure, I'm confident that if we bought a car, found out it was stolen, we'd... Um, I don't know, go to the authorities or we'd report it or we'd kind of own up to it, right? But for some reason, it changes or may change if we swap it out for land or anything to do with Indigenous people. The principle of it is the same, even though it's a little bit different context, the principle of it is the same. If you find out like you've done something wrong or you've inherited something that has um, origins of, mis of wrongdoings, I don't know where that sentence was going, but I'm pretty sure that's how I wanted to say it. If there's a history of wrongdoing and you've benefited from it, what do you do? 
do you own up to it? Do you try to make things right? And then coming into the line kind of after that, must we wait for someone to tell us or call us out for bad behavior or if and when we've done something wrong? So if we've inherited from stolen land um, and everything else that's been stolen and torn away and ripped away, like what do we do? Do we have to wait for um, a different trend to come along so we can jump on and be like, oh, hey, I've made a mistake. I've messed up or the system's actually harming our communities, like only serves a few. If you really could see the forest for the trees, see how we're all connected as individuals to our community, how would you behave? Right, rather than your small little pocket, um, if the if the system works for you, awesome, right? That's not your fault, but you benefit from it and you have to see that it's uh, detrimental to others and to quite a like large group of people. Um, we've been putting band-aids on the arm trying to treat a broken femur, i.e. this is wrong, we must do better. The treatment doesn't fit uh, the diagnosis and we're just problems focused, I added in there eventually. <laughs> and then I go off on a rant talking about, yeah, we're not as bad as America. Like, I don't know when in like goal setting, in any kind of aspirational or dreams space that I've been in, um, we've, where it's ever been appropriate to compare ourselves with the worst. Like if you are comparing yourself like you're better than the worst there is, um, you're in the wrong like you're in the wrong room if you're comparing yourself with the worst. Like that's all about ego compared to in self-preservation rather than trying to aspire to be the best. Like you compare yourself against the best and compare, like we're not as bad as America. We're still bad. <laughs> we're still bad. We're still ignorant, still racist, still have so many problems here. And we're not as bad as is a cop-out, really. Because next line, next paragraph. Um, if we really valued Māori and everything te ao Māori offers, the insight, the worldview, the connectedness, the support, the monarchy, the structure, like everything, if we valued te ao Māori, would we place such a burden on Māori kaimahi at different organisations where they're expected to be the cultural advisor, the kaupapa council, know how to speak Māori, know anything that's Māori related, be the go-to for that person, um, have their waiata on standby like, and be, and be willing to share and to educate and to teach like we place so much burden on them on top and they're still expected to do their job on top of all of that. Like if we really valued Māori, if we really valued that person and what they have to offer, would we do that to them? Well, we can feel... <laughs> I didn't realise this was such a, I don't know, emotional post <laughs> because um, you won't be able to see it because you're listening to the podcast. Um, but I've got tears now reading that because I guess, hmm, why? <laughs> what's not? What's the intent of the tears, but where do they come from? It's just... If we really valued Māori, is this how we'd show it? Or is this the minimum? And I'm hoping we all know the answer to that because I don't think we do. I know that's wrong. I know we don't. Because this isn't how you'd show value and that you cared about something or someone. You wouldn't place all of this on top of their plate and then still expect them to do their job. Like, this isn't, this isn't it. Oh, wow. <laughs> 
I did. I wasn't expecting this. Um, I didn't feel this strongly about these different points as I was writing it. But yeah, a lot has been bubbling up to the surface. A lot has been stirred up. And then I kind of wrap it up. As we travel along this journey, we must show compassion to ourselves and to others. And especially if we're just becoming aware to the disparities, to the prejudices, to the bias. Like if we're just waking up to that, it can feel like this vacuum or like a tsunami of all the different thoughts and feels like we can feel guilty we can feel like it's our responsibility to make everything right um, all on our own kind of thing <laughs> um, and so we have to show compassion to ourselves and be kind and be like hey even though and I'm talking about myself here too even though I may have benefited from what my Pākehā ancestors did or you know not maybe not them directly but they still benefited um, as a result of decisions that have been made um, it's not our fault and that's what I think we have to recognize and accept or acknowledge it's not our fault just as it's not um, Māori's fault that they don't know they may not know their language may not know their whakapapa or where they belong um, it's not our fault today in this generation but it is our responsibility to do something about it, to do better. And I know that there can be a surge, just as I'm reading this now, there's been a surge of different emotions and feelings and thoughts. Um, but we need to show compassion to ourselves and to others for that mamai that is unresolved, that has been unaddressed, that has been played down or ignored and suppressed. And as we heal ourselves through that, or as we let go of our own privileges, to balance things out um, and by knowing our intent and being genuine with it so if we're riding the bandwagon if we're being trendy cool own it be genuine to that if it's something deeper if this is part of your journey right to be a good Pākehā or to reconnect whatever um, if it's genuine and you believe it's good like you must pursue it and you must hold on to that because if we know our why and we reinforce it often, it'll pull us through any obstacles we may encounter. Because we will receive criticism or resistance in some way, especially if you're new to the course. The mission will test us and bring out of us what's required to serve ourselves at this higher level and this deeper level of understanding and insight and empathy as well. And um, it'll bring out of us what's required to serve our people and our collective and our kaupapa in ways we could only dream of, right? So it's going to require um, maybe um, fighting against that resistance and so that we can overcome it. <clears throat> um, but if it's not, if it's not genuine, the motivation will fade eventually and it'll be back to business as usual, back to that old normal. Okay, but hey, that's okay. Like it's not, but that's part of our whakapapa too. And it's up to us to decide what we do with the opportunities we have. So we are the culmination of everyone and everything that's come before us. Um, but they only contribute to who, where and what we are now. And it's up to us to decide what we're going to do with it. And so if we want to affect positive, sustainable change, if we're genuine and we know our why, we need to double down and the people, the resources will come to us. Like we'll attract that naturally. But if it's not genuine, like this will fade after a week or two um, and you'll start to see less of those confronting, challenging uh, posts in your feeds and it'll be back to their business as usual. And hey, that's what it is. But 
If you know you can do better, you must do better. Are you up to it? And then that's how I wrap it up. So, oh, that's a bit of, bit of a roller coaster. <laughs> Definitely wasn't expecting that as I wrote it, um, but really enjoyed reading it through because it kind of hammered home a few things for me. Um, but I hope you enjoyed that post, Eddie. We're keen to hear your whakaro and your feedback on it. Um, new cope of the next week, kind of nervous. It's going to be another atua. Uh, have really enjoyed Uritinganga and I hope it's shown throughout the different posts we've shared um, but also going back to the Atua blog series as well because I had a bit of a break from that for a little bit um, but yeah keen to hear your feedback please send it through and I'll catch you on the next one. Hei kona, kia pai te ra.